0: And I want to start from First Peter chapter 3, verse 13 to 17. I read, And who is he who will harm you if you become followers of what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you are blessed. And do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to everyone. Hallelujah! For those who are reading from the Bible, First Peter three thirteen to seventeen. First Peter three thirteen to seventeen. I read it from fifteen again. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who ask you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear having a good conscience that when they defame you as evil doers those who revile your good conduct in christ may be ashamed for it is better this is key for it is better if it is the will of god to suffer for doing good than for doing evil we say this all the time, we live in a world now where it takes a lot of God, it takes a lot of confidence, it takes a lot of boldness to stand for the truth. Because every wrong thing has become right. And every right thing has become wrong. And sometimes you are almost ashamed to stand for what is right. And so if you have bible standards and you uphold the truth and stand for the truth you're most likely going to be unpopular and many of our children are going through that right now because when they talk about going to church with their friends it just sounds odd in fact to tell someone that you go to church especially in this our country united kingdom is weird do you understand it's weird you go to church it's weird because sometimes, if we don't understand this, we won't be able to, 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 to empathize with our children and to know what they're going through and the kind of opposition that they have wherever they find themselves. When many of us were growing up, going to church, it's not a weird stuff. In fact, for some of us, it was the trend. Because if you were not going to fellowship on campus... You know, because the people who were there were not any lesser than anybody in anything. So it was the train for some of us. It was nice. You know, some people would go for many funny reasons. But it wasn't weird. But now it's weird to say you go to church and for many of us who are adults most of us probably let's assume if you're not working where there are loads of africans if you work in a neutral environment or proper you know place where people are quite mixed you would discover that you can be in an office of 20 people and you might be the only one who's been to church in one year and that's not strange so you become the strange person standing up for the truth it's not as easy as we think and so what I want to do today is to bring us to understand and to process these thoughts. Because if we're not careful, we're going to be carried away. Because that's what it's going on around. People struggle to stand for the truth. Parents struggle to stand for the truth. Even with their own children, they struggle. They can say the truth. They can tell it the way it is. You have to go around the corner and bend it around everywhere. Now we have a lot of philosophies and principles and everything just geared towards bending around the word of God. Bending around the word of God. Different rules of parenting, different rules of uh, of marriage, different rules of this, uh, new dimensions of this. Everything geared towards just bending around the word of God. Just make sure that you appear to be normal. Just make sure that you are acceptable. Just to make sure that you're doing it the way that it will be acceptable. To who? And so when we talk about being fearless... I want to put it to you that the reason why so many of us struggle to stand for the truth is because we are afraid. We're not strong enough to uphold the truth of the word of God. We don't have the the boldness and the confidence to stand for God even if you are the only one who will remain standing and so in trying to be smart in trying to be intelligent in trying to create new rules of these and new rules of that we're just trying to find a way to become acceptable to what we call the secular we're just trying to find a way that when you speak to unbelievers you don't sound weird just imagine you're talking to your friends that you have a challenge in your marriage and then you're trying to tell them the solution that god gave you and how many of us would be confident to tell them? I prayed and I sought the face of God and read my Bible. And I had principles from the Word of God and I applied it in my marriage work. How many people will say that? We will repackage it. We will repackage, represent, reframe, redress, and present it in a way that is comfortable for the listener. Do you know the reason? We are afraid. So because if many of us are thinking i'm not one of those people who are afraid maybe you are maybe you are afraid 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 maybe you are maybe that's why nobody knows in your in your office that you are a christian maybe you are just afraid not because you don't love god but because you are afraid you don't want to accept it but you are afraid Because they're going to think about you somehow. You are afraid of what they're going to think. You are afraid of how they're going to process you. And you are afraid that you're going to look weird. Because now it's weird to be a child of God. It's weird to go to church. It's weird to pray. It's weird to give to God. It's just weird. It's because we're afraid. But the Bible didn't promise us that standing for the truth will always be comfortable and convenient. And if what we're looking for is comfort and constant convenience in serving God and standing for the truth, we're going to buckle under the attack of the enemy. We're going to give in. We're going to just pack it out. We're going to redress it, reframe it, rearrange it. We're going to do it. And listen to this. You're going to do it without you even thinking about it i might come back to this later on but let me just quickly go to the three evil boys for now now the question have you ever asked yourself this question that when the bible spoke about daniel Meshach, uh uh, shadrach Meshach, and abednego have you ever thought to yourself that it wasn't just four of them that were in exile have you ever thought about that there were thousands of people of their age who just thought to themselves you know what (laughs) my god there is no better life than this. Finally, God has answered our prayer and delivered us from oppression. We can eat the king's meat. They would dive into the table and put their face bang on it. Standing for the truth. And then, First Peter, Peter starts by saying, Who is he who will harm you if you become followers of what is good? In other words, now follow this. Now that is a funny statement. Because then he says, but even if you should suffer. I'm thinking, but you said you shouldn't. I mean, what he's saying is this. In a good place, the normal thing, nobody should harm someone who follows what is good. That's what it's supposed to be. And that's why it's like a question. Who will harm you if you become followers of what is good? And then immediately he's thinking, what I'm telling you is, you're thinking if you follow what is good, nobody's going to harm you. Do you get it now? Then you're thinking if you follow what is good, then nobody should harm you. Because that's what it's supposed to be. You shouldn't be against someone who will do good. But is that the world we live in? Don't we know that people who perpetrate evil get promoted first? I always tell people this. If you want to become very, very popular, be very, very bad. That's the kind of world we live in. There have been so many people who were under the radar. Let them just do some evil. They're going to be popular or notorious. Anyway, I don't want to go into the moral part of it because what I call bad sometimes is moral decadence. And so when people follow that way, suddenly you just see our doors open. You see it on the TV. You see it all the time. You see it in the media. People who are quiet all their life, they just come out to say they are now this. You know what this is, this. And then suddenly, doors open everywhere. I'm even thinking people make it up just to have open doors. Personal opinion. Might be very wrong. But you see, doors just open. Don't we know, if you've been in this country for some years, you should know now that it is so easy to do fraud in this country. And people do it every day. And some will even call themselves Christians defraud the government, don't pay tax, defraud the government, don't declare things, defraud the government, find a way around stuff. and then you say, you know, you know, I mean anybody. Because to stand for the truth is difficult. and there's so many people called by the name of the Lord who struggle to stand for the truth because they are afraid of what they will lose or the things they won't get. I'm not coming here to tell you it's not going to be no 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 no. it's not going to be that easy but it's what we have to do but he says but even if you suffer for righteousness sake you are blessed but even if you suffer in other words you don't have a choice even if you have to suffer for doing it I Respect and salute people who serve God in countries where sometimes they have to choose between bread and Bible. I salute people who serve God in countries where, you know, all they have will probably be some a few pages of the Bible to leave on. I salute. And sometimes I'm thinking, do we have too much comfort around us that we cannot stand for anything at all? How can I? walk in an environment for years and they don't even have a clue about my God not until you carry your Bible and slap people with it that's not what I'm talking about but we are afraid that people's opinion will change if they know you go to church am I talking to anybody here you are afraid but you shouldn't have that fear and that's why you need to be fearless to stand for the truth. We need to be fearless in the face of opposition as we take our stand. Praise the Lord. The Bible also says in that scripture that you should be ready. Now, let let me go back a little bit to 14. It says, and do not be afraid of their threats and troubles. There'll be threats. There'll be troubles. But I don't know how many Christians can withstand the threat of Satan if it has to do with our salvation it's hard it's hard but it says you must be ready to give a defense to everyone how many times do we have the have we been given the opportunity by god to defend our faith and we just shy away from it how many times have we been given the opportunity to cancel someone or to speak into someone's life who is asking you why are you always happy and god just opened the door for you just to say i'm happy because god gives me joy because we are afraid and so a child of god with the joy of the lord being your strength and somebody confronts you and says but you are always happy in this office why is it i don't know i just i'm just happy you even lied because you know that it's the joy of the lord is strength but we are afraid but he says do not be afraid don't be troubled but he says you must be able to defend and ask an answer and give a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Don't be afraid, but give it in meekness and fear. Which fear are we talking about? The fear of God. We said it many times. If you operate in the fear of the Lord, the fear of the enemy, the fear of Satan, the fear of the enemy, all those negative fear will disappear and be destroyed in your life. It's because people don't fear God, the fear of God has really, really gone down. I don't want to give examples, you know, because we'll be here then forever. But, but you see, there are so many things that used to be that Christians won't talk about. There are behaviors, you don't mention it among Christians when men feared God. But now, I don't know where we've thrown the fear of the Lord where people can comfortably make choices against their service to God because they are afraid. Comfortably make choices against God, against their walk with God, against their fellowship with God, against all of those comfortably and conveniently because they'll rather disobey and dishonor God than to disobey or dishonor man. We always find ourselves in that. I read Matthew chapter 5, 10 to 12. It says, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. Uh Uh-uh. You know, (laughs) blessed, happy are those. Great rewards await. Those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. For this is the kingdom of heaven. 11. Blessed are you when they revile you. When they mock you when they laugh at you when they think you're weird going to church when they think it's stupid to believe that you can pray and get results when they revile you and persecute you and make life difficult for you so that you won't save god the devil is a liar it gives my heart to see that people who now with all due respect try to stop a muslim for not going for prayers on friday try just try let the time to go to to mecca comes and tell him you know i have cousins who are muslims and tell them that you can go to mecca because of this you won't even you won't try it you are the one that will be afraid but here comes our brothers and sisters. One manager at work can embarrass you and put anything on you and, dis- and, and, and despise your God. People can place demands on you and despise your God. No regard for the God that we serve because we put no regard on him. Because we are always afraid. Always afraid. We're always afraid. But let me tell you something. If you continue to keep yourself, when will God keep you? If you continue to stand up for yourself, if you continue to protect yourself, when will God be your protector? When you continue to carry your own life, the Bible said those that keep their life, they lose it. And people lose their life every day because they can't give it to God. When when you continue to keep your life, when is God going to keep it for you? let me tell you something the bible says, blessed are you when they revile you when they persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you listen to this word falsely because i gotta say that because on christians we say hey it's because i'm a christian that's why they embarrass me no no, no 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 they can speak against you if you deliver no result you can fail your appraisal as a christian if you don't do your work you can be fired as a Christian if you don't do what is right, but the Bible says, if they speak falsely against you, touch not my anointed and do my prophets. No, he it says, He it said, Don't worry, blessed are you. The word blessed is so powerful, you know that. Happy are you, blessings, the empowerment to succeed, the, the endowment to produce positive results. He says, Blessed are you. When they revile you, persecute you, say all kinds of evil against you falsely. He didn't stop there. He says, rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. So they persecuted the prophets way before you. Now I think this is a massive problem. He said, great is your reward in heaven. That's what you don't want to hear. You want it right now. And they said, when you read that, you just say, mm mm-mm. mm-mm. You read your Bible, you are fighting with the Bible. Great is your reward in heaven. God, what happens now? Now, now, now. God will bless you now. Don't worry. Jesus said, no one has left father and mother and self me that will not have them back in multiple toes, even here. Now. Praise God. Are you happy now? It is really... So the question you are asking yourself is this. Is it really possible? in the face of all these oppositions to actually stand for the truth oh my god if I'm able to write it one book that has been in my spirit for years now is titled The Sacrifice of Truth and I, I've been writing on it it's one of the lessons of life that God has taught me because you can see I'm not too old but I've paid dear, I've paid a lot of prices for saying the truth oh yeah I've paid prices. I've paid prices of people who probably won't want me to preach in their church because they're afraid that you're gonna liberate their congregation. I've paid prices, I've paid prices of friends who will call me to for counseling in private space, but they won't allow me to speak to their own church. I've paid prices. I was speaking to a friend yesterday you know. I went to preach in a church and I just said the truth. one of the leaders in the church later called me and said pastor everything you said is what happens here i said but i didn't know he said so he said i'm not sure our senior pastor is happy he said because this 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 i said but i didn't know i just said the truth what did i say he was in south africa what did i i just Pray, you know said things in the line of maybe you know you need to you need great leaders race leaders they don't settle with raising followers and you should give people opportunity to be themselves you know in that line it wasn't even a bible preaching it was a leadership training but listen carefully to this you must be ready to pay the price the reason we fail to stand for the truth is because we don't want to lose anything But what we forget is when you stand for the truth, you will never lose anything that is required for the fulfillment of your purpose. Oh, you didn't get that. You will never lose anything that is required for the fulfillment of your purpose. What are you afraid of? Some of us, might be in our families. We can say the truth. With our siblings, we can say the truth. You see someone Head on, I wait to death. We can say the truth. You know why? Because we want to be friends with them. It happens to all of us. We can say the truth. No, you can't. You're afraid. You want to keep the relationship. You want to keep the friendship. You don't want to hurt anybody. You don't want to hurt anybody to feel bad. Either know where to do good and do it, eat not. Because you know why? We are just afraid oh especially when it comes to in-laws oh if your in-law wants to die let him die because i don't want anybody to put me into trouble i don't want anybody to say i'm the one that said this if he wants to die let him die so you look at your wife's brother oh he's being stupid but you're not gonna talk and i don't blame you because they're they're gonna roast you but you know why you're afraid of roasting because you're afraid you're afraid what i'm saying is this we are afraid And you need to get that right. When you are afraid, you cannot stand for the truth. Because you are afraid of what you are going to lose. You are afraid of what is going to happen to you. You are going to be afraid of positions and titles. You are going to be afraid of a lot of things. And we struggle to stand for the truth. My prayer is from today. (laughs) I know some of you won't say amen. Don't worry. My prayer is that from today, you will be so bold and confident in the principles of God and the word of God, that no matter what is going to stand against it, you will stand for the truth. You will stand for the truth and declare the truth. But I also pray that God will give us the meekness of heart, the respect for others, the gentleness of spirit, so that in standing for the truth, we do not go into error. There will not be, never be a time that the devil is just going to sit down and allow truth to just go on. There is, there, it would not happen, okay? If you are waiting that, oh, this world is going to become better, it's going to change. No, 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 no. That, that you read your Bible. It's not going to happen. Even in the days of Jesus, it didn't happen. Even in the department of Jesus, it didn't happen. Because even in the department of Jesus, there was Uncle Judas. It didn't happen. So it's, the devil, it will not come to a time where the devil will just say, you know what? I need to have a brew. Let's put my feet up and just relax. No, the guy doesn't relax. The Bible says he's going to and fro. The guy is walk about. He moves everywhere. He doesn't rest. He doesn't wait. He doesn't allow things to go. There will never be a time that the devil will like you no matter what it gives you no matter the blessing no matter what it has to there will never be a time that the devil will say okay now okay 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 chill out relax we're fine now it's not going to happen there's never going to be a time that the devil will like the truth and just say let the truth go from day one that was his annoyance with adam and eve adult trick their mindset concerning the truth so that the guys will go on and believe in a lie you know the end of the story Destroyed the way. Is it really possible? So that's the question. But you know, I know that it is possible because it is not he that wheels, nor he that runs, but God that showed mercy. It is possible because he's the one that teaches our hands to make war, and with our beard we can break a bow of brass. It is possible. Because they that trust in the Lord, they're like Mount Zion that cannot be removed. It is possible if you put your trust in him. You can stand for the truth. And you're going to love to stand for the truth because the rewards are amazing. Acts chapter 4, 13 to 20. Now when the sword, the boldness of Peter and John Ooh. and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained when they saw the boldness. You know, you can see boldness. Hello? You know, you can see boldness. Have you ever been anywhere that somebody saw your boldness? <laughs> they saw it. Saw. I mean, saw. You can see boldness when someone is bold you will see it you will see the the way they talk the way they behave the way they carry themselves you will see it. you can also see weakness and fear <laughs> you know i used to like uh, uh this this program about dogs caesar martins anybody know that guy dog whisperer oh my god i like dog programs because um uh, <laughs> You know, there are some things I can't translate. There is something that says the way children behave is the way dogs behave. Do you know what I'm trying to say? (laughs) If you're a Yoruba person, you should be able to interpret that into your language. Do you understand? Mm. And so I like dogs program. But it's something I really like. You know, um, it's the fact that you can feel, dogs can feel when you are afraid. And when you are afraid, your dog would either become afraid or take charge. When you're afraid, your dog will know you're afraid. Uh, You know, if you like dog programs, you'll see it many times. It's always happening. When you're afraid, and most bad dogs are owned by fearful owners. When you're afraid, dog knows. And so, the dog will become timid and afraid. Doesn't want to go out. Or... The dog will become a tyrant. And so when you go on the bed with your wife, the bed, the dog tells your wife to get out. I want to stay there. Because you're weak. You're not strong. You are afraid. And the dog can tell that this guy is afraid and we need some leader around this place. Amen. We need someone in this house who's going to be in charge. You know, when fathers are afraid... Children take charge all day long. I've taught us this before. There will never be a leadership vacuum. Even if you don't have children in the house, dog will take charge. Yeah. Because fear, you can see fear, you can sense fear. And when the devil knows you are afraid, you are a prey. Then it really comes now. You are not afraid. Say, I am not afraid say i am not afraid i am bold because i have the spirit of the lord they saw the boldness of peter and john and perceived that these guys thing they were uneducated and untrained uneducated and untrained you need let me just explain it doesn't mean that they had no training and it doesn't mean they didn't have any education what it meant was that they were not formally trained and educated You understand you don't forget that peter was a professional fisherman he must have had some training but what they didn't have was like paul who sat under the tutorship of gamaliel you know someone who has phd in the laws of israel do you understand what i mean so that's the difference that's the kind of what it meant. but they were untrained and uneducated They were they're working they were working class people they were not middle class or upper class all of that do you get my point now they're working class people not a lot of training just normal people on the street. But that didn't matter. They saw the boldness. They spoke like a professor. They spoke like someone who was an expert. They spoke like a practitioner. And they were like, when did they learn this stuff? They marveled. I pray in the name of Jesus that you begin to have confidence to deliver. That people will begin to ask you a question. That wow. They marveled. And they realized that they had been with Jesus. Boldness to stand for the truth will come from the presence of the Lord. Those who have bowed their knees to God will not bow it to the enemy. Those who have humbled themselves in the presence of the Lord, when they come outside, they stand tall and they are bold as a lion. Those who have fixed it, those who have stayed in the holy place, he that dwell in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Those who have stayed in the presence of the Lord, those who have cried in their secret places, those who have waited for the power and the grace and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, in their secret places, when they come outside they speak with the boldness of a lion. When you're wondering why is this guy like this you don't know where the guy is coming from when we live our lives like my uncle used to say like a a bear who just wakes up in the morning and, and then just go out you go everywhere weak and tired wimpish spineless, jellyfish you can't you don't have any backbone to withstand anything you are always afraid of the next thing somebody would say they had been with jesus have you been with jesus the boldness that this guy had and then let me jump to 18. oh no i like this 17. and you know the rest of the story bottom line they didn't want them to preach amen standing for the truth bottom line they didn't want them to do what to preach what truth They didn't want them to preach the gospel. They didn't want them to preach the truth. They just were thinking of how to shut them up. Because you see, the Bible talked about all the beautiful things that they've done. And they had to shut it up. Uh, Let let me just go back to 14. Uh, Let's just read a bit. And seeing the man who had been ill standing with them, they could say nothing against it. They were perplexed. I pray in the name of Jesus that when the enemy comes to accuse you, they won't have any point. they saw that it was evident but when they had commanded them so the same demand they could say nothing but when they had commanded them to go outside of the castle they conferred among themselves the enemy is always conferring concerning your life now i know some of us are thinking all of those things that they have told you there is 12 at 12 midnight then the witches and wizard they gather to determine what you're doing you know it's so stupid if you believed that, that is incredulous. You know why it's so stupid? Because so, so, so you are forgotten that when it's 12 midnight in this country, it wasn't 12 midnight in Nigeria. You see how stupid it is? So you're forgotten that when it's 12 midnight, so it's the witches and wizards, the, the demons in your own territorial place, they followed the wristwatches in that place. No, 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 just think. The devil doesn't need to wait for 12 midnight. Human beings create, oh my God, why people people, God didn't create 12 midnight. God didn't create times as compartments. We, God didn't create 12. When men were made, there was no 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Men made the numbers. Demons have been around before 12 o'clock. And they don't need 12 o'clock to attack you. They attack every moment of your life. As you are here right now, there are some demons wanting you to sleep. <laughs> there are some demons wanting you to stray away. There are some demons wanting you to cast your mind away and think about the food in the oven. You think that devil wants to wait till 12 o'clock? No. You might just be able to do a lot of exploits between now and 12 o'clock. It's too risky for him. Hello. Hello. It's every time we fight. Every moment, every second, we're fighting right now. Tell somebody we're fighting right now. It's every time you're here, the word of God is going, your brain goes at home. You think that's the Holy Spirit? Amen. So he says, verse 17, But so that it spreads no further. The devil likes to shut down the truth. I pray in the name of Jesus that no power of hell will shut you down. No power of hell, no scheme of the enemy will shut you down. You are too gifted, too anointed. The devil knows that you carry so much on the inside. But he just wants you to keep quiet. Because your words are too powerful. Your words can cause trouble for the kingdom of the enemy. So he wants you to just go into your shell and there are so many creases, anointed in their shell just covering it up i don't want any trouble i'll just stay where i am you just made the guy the 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 devil happy let us severely threaten them Mm. that from now on they speak to no man in this name tell somebody in the midst of that you can be confident So, verse 18. So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, at all, not teach in the name of Jesus. They commanded them. They called them. They threatened them. We're going to deal with you from today. You know, what you should know is this. Why are they fighting you if not that they are already scared? While they're fighting you, the devil doesn't waste resources. The devil is not a foolish devil. Don't you know that? He doesn't waste resources. He fights you because there's something for him to gain from it. He said, let's stop them. So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, see this scripture? I like it. They threatened them. Did everything. Don't speak. Don't talk. Don't stand for the truth. Standing for the truth is dangerous. You know, Jeremiah didn't just say there is fire in my bones. Go and read the story. He was under massive attack, massive pressure. People were dealing with him, slapping him to stop prophesying. And Jeremiah said, I actually wanted to stop. Made up my mind. That is enough. I'm going to stop. Then he said, but there is a fire in my bone. I cannot keep quiet. Then, but Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it is right, in the sight of God. Everybody say in the sight of God say it again in the sight of god God. you know come on louder in the sight of god God. he says whether it is right in the sight of god to listen to you more than to god you judge in other words can you think do you have any level of common sense if you can think you make a decision and make a judgment in the sight of god is it better to listen to god or listen to you what do you think the answer would be for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard those who have been in his presence have encountered something that it's so difficult to get out of them Or get them out of it it is those who have been in his presence it's so hard to get them out of it or get it out of them they have been eternally fused with the truth you can't do anything about it so if you want to stand for the truth the presence of God the presence of God encounter with God being with God Oh my God, the word of God, everything God, God, God. When you when you, when you invest your life into God, you'll be confident to stand for the truth. And so if you're wondering why is it that some people can stand for the truth, I'm not, I'm not talking about human confidence. I'm not talking about people who are confident to talk or to preach or motivational speakers. I'm not talking about all of that. I'm talking about standing for the truth truth the word of god the truth of god's word anybody can be confident to speak about anything anybody can be confident to speak about mathematics or english or psychology or philosophy i'm not talking about all of that i'm talking about the confidence to speak the word of god the confidence to speak the truth and to stand for the truth in the face of a massive opposition especially in the world that we live in right now where many christians are too afraid and quaking and submitting and back out on the standard of god for their life these guys have been with jesus they had experienced the power of god you're not gonna stop them last scripture for today and then next week i'll take you through a story to 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 underscore this i'll go through the full story of shadrach Meshach, and abednego I'm going to show you some serious stuff, but for today, let's go to Acts chapter 26: 19 to 20 as we begin to pull this together. Acts 26: 19 to 20. Therefore, therefore, ha. see every time you stand for the truth you must be ready for opposition that's the point we're trying to make but what i'm also trying to say is this that if you're being with the lord you will have the capacity to be fearless and confident in the face of that opposition so that you can deliver the assignment that god has given to you whether the devil likes it or not and not just that that even after you have delivered the assignment that the blessing is yours and you are not going to lose anything at all at all you're not going to lose anything for the devil you probably lost a few things but with god i'd rather be gaining with god than gaining with satan Hallelujah. Therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. If you haven't seen anything, you'll be afraid when you face anything. If you haven't seen God, <laughs> if you haven't, if you don't have an encounter, you see. You can be in church for 20 years and don't know God. Oh, yeah, You can know about God, but not know him. Yeah. You can read about God and know about God and know your Bible and not know God. You can be a professor and not know God. Paul the apostle knew everything about the Lord. He said, I was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He belonged to the strongest and the strictest sect in Israel. He knew the word. He understood it very well, but he didn't know God. But everything changed. You remember the story on the way to Damascus? And if you go, just read Acts 26. And he gave account to King Agrippa. Agrippa, And he explained to him that you know what? The reason you think I'm stupid and the reason that it seems I, I don't mind to die for this. The reason that Paul had to stand for the truth regardless of what anybody thought about it. He said, I was not obedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus and in Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea and then to the Gentiles that they should repent, turn to God, and do works befitting repentance. I want you to close your eyes. You are too gifted to allow the things around you to dictate the course of your life. What you are afraid of is afraid of you. Oh, like like we used to say, you are afraid that the devil is going to take away his mat. Not knowing that if that mat is taken away from you, God is getting ready to prepare you a waterbed. You are afraid that the devil is going to take his 25,000 pounds from you. Not knowing that God has something bigger, better, brighter for you. You don't lose standing for the truth. You'll always gain. And in case you're thinking there's nothing serious to gain in this world, maybe you are right. The Bible saying in heaven, there's so much abundance, so much blessing that you would have. Hallelujah. I want us to begin to pray and think through these words you know what is certain is this that you are so gifted you are so anointed and that's why the devil wants you to keep quiet you have to make up your mind to be strong you have to make up your mind to stand And you have to make up your mind to stand for the truth. You're not going to lose anything. The devil is making you think or feel like you're going to lose. No, when you stand with God, when you stand with God because you have an encounter with him, you will be able to withstand the power of the enemy and deliver results. I want to challenge you. Stand for the truth. You know why? Because you can. Because the grace of God is sufficient for you.